Hello, hello, fellow dreamer, and welcome back to the Dream Your Life podcast. This is Julia, and I am so glad you're here with me today. One of the benefits, or I guess cool things about doing this podcast is that I'm exposed to a lot of people and healing modalities and personal development tools and methods and studies and philosophies. And for me, obviously, I love that stuff. And I love bringing thought leaders and experts of their field onto the podcast, particularly when I really believe what they have to share or their method or ideas could help someone, could help a listener on their own personal growth journey. So when I was introduced to Josh Siegel or numerology Josh, I thought, first of all, I thought, wow, I literally know nothing about numerology and I've never even mentioned or said anything about numerology on the podcast. So this could be interesting. And then I asked a couple friends about it, my friends that are really into all, you know, personal development, spiritual stuff. And they were like, oh, Julia, getting a numerology reading blew my mind. It basically gives you the code to your entire life and your purpose for being here. And so, of course, I'm like, yep, I'm going to do this. Let's do this. So I invited Josh on the podcast. This was an introduction from actually um, a very old college friend and who is not woo, by the way. So I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, and she, you know, the fact that she, she goes to him all the time was um, definitely something that piqued my interest because, you know, she's not as into all this stuff. So um, I had him on the podcast and we did the interview, which was fascinating. And then he did a numerology reading on myself, which was pretty crazy um, in, in kind of like a positive and a not so positive way. <laughs> but for those of you who have no idea what numerology is, Josh is going to break it all down today. And, um, and really get into the philosophical and the nitty gritty. And um, if you're anything like me, you are going to love this conversation. But it is essentially, or numerology is the study of the divine or mystical relationship between numbers and life events and experiences. And according to Josh and numerologists, every human being is born with a unique code. Or a set of numbers um, that that are almost like you can think of them as guideposts in your life. So they tell us why we came here, what lesson or lessons we need to learn, and our purpose or reason for incarnating on this earth. So I really don't want to share much more except for this. Again, I thought the conversation was super interesting. And the reading itself, it left me in a deep state of reflection, especially when he got to the parts around the lessons that I came to learn. And when he spoke about my purpose, it was all very validating. Basically, I'm kind of doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, which is great. But here's the thing that I really want to add, and I think it's important to add. When it comes to this conversation, and the study of numerology, the philosophy here. Actually, when it comes to any kind of practice or idea or healing modality, whether it's 
as, as big as astrology or hypnotherapy or human design or gene codes, any of this stuff, which I, I find all of it fascinating. But you need to take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't. You take what you want to believe and leave the rest. I think personally, I used to struggle with wanting everything to just kind of work for me, especially being in this space myself. And when it didn't or when it doesn't, I get thrown off and a little disheartened by it. But if you can take something, even a small nugget from any kind of personal development tool or modality, and it feels right, and it can help you in some way with your own personal growth, then that right there is what matters. So I just want you to keep that in mind during this powerful conversation because it will be kind of mind-blowing, at least it was for me, but it doesn't have to be the answer or your answer for that matter, because your answer is the one that is going to help you create the life of your dreams, the one that's going to get you unstuck and feeling unstoppable. I also decided not to release the actual reading he did with me for a couple main reasons. One is because it's really quite personal. And even though I'm pretty much an open book on this podcast, the reading gets into family dynamics. And that's just not something I feel is appropriate or I feel comfortable sharing right now. And the second is because even though it was my intention to share the reading, I don't actually think it will be all that valuable to you or to listeners because it is so specific to me. Anyway, I am really excited for you guys to hear this conversation and dive into this fascinating world of numerology. Let me know what you think. DM me on Instagram at dreamyourlifenow. Share this episode with anyone you think might find it interesting or intriguing or helpful. All right, guys, let's jump right in. Hello, hello, I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, Josh, and welcome to the Dream Your Life podcast. I am so, so excited for you to be here today. So thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it. So, so Josh was just, um, I gave him my birthday and I gave him my full maiden name. And then he was doing some crazy calculations with a pen circling things. Like we're going to get into the reading. <laughs> oh, oh my God. He's showing me a piece of paper with a bunch of numbers and just lines and circles. And then my name, <laughs> and I have no idea what to expect, except that Josh said, we're going to go there. So are you okay if we really go there? I'm like, yep, let's put it all out there. Um, okay, Josh, so much that I want to dive into and so many questions. And I actually deliberately did not 
do much research on numerology because I want to get into it today. Um, but can you start by just telling us a little bit about how you got to be numerology, Josh, what was the path like to get you here today? So it's, it's not a typical path. Mm-hmm. I did not come from a spiritual family, certainly not new age. I was adopted when I was a newborn infant. Uh, my parents uh, were highly educated old Jews who believed in none of this stuff. Um, my mother was an academic. She was a professor at UCLA. Um, and uh, she was a German Jew. Her family escaped from Nazi Germany when she was um, a little girl. And um, uh, she has an interesting background, uh, her family name, Einstein. And um, what's interesting about that is um, she really was this brilliant academic. Um, and she, she, she had that kind of mindset, skepticism, prove what you say, and so on and so forth. And uh, so she was sort of like her namesake in many ways. She also, my parents And so she's really, really, sorry, that is yeah. a, she's a directly related to Albert Einstein. So no one knew for decades um, until uh, I, I actually went on the internet and found someone who did a family tree. And yeah, she's, she is, she is literally a descendant of Albert Einstein. Wow. They're not brother and sister though, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's, that someone linked them together, wow. you know, the family. But, it, you know, it's so funny. I mean, she was an Einstein, whether she was related or not. I mean, she just ironically. Yeah. And, and by the way, she kept her maiden name. So she was known as Professor Einstein. Wow. So, yeah, that's why coming home with your report card to her was like seriously scary. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> the source of all my fears. So, um, and, and my father was an attorney and he was a, you know, an arbitrator and, and labor law. These people had nothing to do with this. I innately always felt... Um, an attraction towards the unexplained or the spiritual, the more like the mystical, the mysterious, but I was not taught to take things at face value. I'm still a product of my environment growing up. Right. And, um, uh, but it turned out when I, when I was 18, I met my birth parents and it turned out they were, they were hippie musicians in the sixties. In fact, my dad was a bit of a rock star, had a hit song in 1966. So that I I didn't even know who they were. So, um, so I think, I think uh, I have an interesting perspective because uh, I have this bi- biological DNA in me that says, you know, being an intuitive type, I was actually a musician at some point in my life. And, and, but I was raised that things need to be proven and you need to do research and things need to have, you know, reality to them. So make a long story short, because I came from a Jewish family, I started studying Kabbalah, which is Hebrew mysticism. And in it, I discovered that there was this sort of mystical usage of numbers. And that appealed to me. It appealed to me because it was like mathematics and science interwoven with spirituality and the mystical. And, and this is this is in the teachings of Kabbalah. What what got you into it from in the first place? It was just a curiosity, or well, yeah, like I said, I mean, maybe it was my DNA stamped in me uh, biologically um, as maybe a right-brained creative type and who's intuitive, right, to some degree. Um, but I, that was, you know, growing up in a Jewish family, at least that was, um, considered okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't going off the deep end. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so I, I delved into that. And then when I remember I found this book at a bookstore called the Bodhi tree bookstore in, um, and this sort of this spiritual fixture, it's not there anymore, but, um, and I, and I, it was a book called the secret teachings of all ages. And in it, it described all these mystical traditions from across the world dating back, you know, thousands of years. And in it, I discovered 
that it wasn't just the Jews and their mystical speculations who believed in numbers having a deeper philosophical meaning. Every, every major world religion and mystical tradition did, which mm. kind of blew my mind because I thought, why isn't this really spoken about? These yeah. are scholarly facts, by the way. This is not hearsay. Yeah. I mean, we have the evidence. And I started delving into that, you know, um, and, uh, and, you know, mythology and stories and folklore. I mean, interestingly enough, a friend of my mother's was Joseph Campbell, who was uh, the writer, you know, famous writer on myth, you know. Mm. Um, anyways, um, as I started delving into this, I realized that there was this universal language of numbers that uh, these ancients used to describe the divine, how the universe worked, right? And it was from that point, I thought, if the entire universe had this intelligence to it, and we can kind of understand it to some degree through numbers, the sort of language of the gods, if you will, yeah. wouldn't human beings be subject to the same laws, the same intelligence? Doesn't it mm -hmm. make sense? I mean, we have DNA strand, right, that tells right. us what our hair color, eye color, and our predisposition towards certain things physically, Right. Wouldn't there be a, and that's a mathematical code. Right. I mean, yeah. They, they, yeah. they mapped the human genome. They mapped yeah. it. It's, 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 a, it's a number, right? Why wouldn't there be a, a, a mathematical code to who we are? And that's when I found my first book on numerology. And, um, and it immediately spoke to me. And um, I was uh, absolutely obsessed. I bought every book that was ever written on the subject. If I traveled, you know, I do a fair amount of travel. I'm in Europe and I went to go to a, a bookstore anywhere, anywhere in the world. Mm. I would, I would buy any book out of print, any book. And I studied it. And I think what separates me from, from the rest is that I approach numerology a, a little bit more uh, semi-scholarly and slightly more scientifically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'm not a scientist by trade, yeah. but I grew up with a very discriminating mind where I could separate fact from fiction. So I tested every formula that I ever came into contact with. And I did, I don't know how many free readings with people. And I tested through trial and error with case studies to see what worked and what didn't work. And if it didn't work, I would throw it out. Wait, can we just, just like kind of explain this in, in more like terms that I can understand. Like, what does that actually mean? What formulas, right. like, what is numerology? Right. So, so yeah, that should have been, we should have gotten that first. Numerology yeah. <laughs> is, 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 is the study of sort of the, the code to why we are the way we are. Okay. Mm -hmm. I suppose you could say it's in the family of astrology, which uses planets, right. Um, and, and, and where they were in the heavens when we were born. And that sort of describes our path. But these are just, these are actual numbers. Now, the numbers are derived from our birth date and, um, and also our name given to us at birth. Every letter can equal a number and you can add up the name and you can add up the birth date and then compare them and interact them to get this sort of mathematical formula. I use like five to six numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And each number describes a different facet of who you are. And it's really the combination of these numbers that describes the unique you. Right. But, but so aren't names kind of arbitrary? Isn't it just the, the parent? Absolutely. Just saying, yeah. So Ab what is. Absolutely. absolutely. You're talking that. So just so you know, I'm still a complete skeptic. <laughs> I just and and and, uh, and the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, we debated everything growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have a far more discriminating mind. I, I can I do better job at poking holes in numerology than skeptics do. Right. Because I know where the weaknesses lie. 
Mm-hmm. But see, but see, here, here's here's the problem. It works, right? So uh, the fact that it works, you know, you can draw your conclusions of why it works. But the fact that it works, you know, is is an in of itself. I have twenty thousand sessions underneath my belt. I've been doing this for a quarter century, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen how this process works. Of course, to, to me, my my sort of you know, Einsteinian background, of course, knows it's arbitrary, right? Your yeah. birthday is if you just happen to be born on that day, right? Right. And we talk about we're using a Gregorian calendar. What would happen if you were using the Julian calendar, you know, thousands of years ago? I mean, where do, so um, I, look, I get all these things. I, I confronted all that 25 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it just so happens that there is some sort of cross connection between fate and, and this sort of destined, you know, situations in life that we go through and these numbers and that it can be proven and there's a correlation between the two, right? That's the mystical part. The yeah. analysis is the mathematical part. And that is like, I liken it to, you know, I was a musician. I say that these numbers are like, um, I, I compare it to sort of the, you know, the numbers are, are sort of like the song that we live in our life. There's like a vibrational frequency to everything. Yeah, yeah. And all of us are sort of, you know, living in this matrix, if you will. I, I, you know, if you study these ancient doctrines, you'll, you'll learn that the, in the Far East, they have this belief that this, is an, uh, this world is kind of an illusion. They call it Maya illusion, right? Mm-hmm. And what I found is that we're living in kind of a, a, almost like a computer simulated reality, you know, like with, and, and it's like, like we're living in this little like TV show made for souls, like boot camp for souls. And, um, and I think we're born into this sort of world, right, with these particular parents. And this is another thing that I discovered, that these numbers have a psychological component to them, right? So if I see these lessons, they, they, they do seem more times than not to correlate to things that you went through in your childhood that shaped who you are, mm. right? Is that and, when you um, say, so when you say like, um, I've proven these formulas and then thrown out the ones that don't work. Is it just because yeah. they're resonating with the people that you're doing the reading or like, how do you prove that they're accurate? So the, the, when I say prove, I, I, I proved it in the sense that, you know, through doing, you know, 20,000 plus sessions, I was able to see what, what seemed to correlate to people's lives, like these okay. storylines of these numbers and did they fit the person I was speaking to? Whoa, that is crazy. <laughs> I mean, no, but I, I, I mean, I the, like, I believe it. I really do. do well, you as, think, a, as, as a skeptic, you should believe it after you experience no, it. No, I mean, and well, because, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, the thing that I do really believe is that um, our souls chose to be here and our yeah. souls chose the, the time, the parents, the, all these things. And so there's, yeah. that makes it feel like there is something about like, not, there's no coincidences. There's no, like, it's a, so this is what I'm feeling, I guess, is like, well, keep going. <laughs> keep going. You, what the system proves is that you're correct. It gives evidence that your belief system is true. See, see, um, I I had to bridge the gap between those two worlds, 
right? Now, I personally believe that what you say is my belief as well, but it's just a belief, right? I mean, we, uh, who, when we talk about skepticism and what people believe or don't believe and what science would say is true or not true and, and, and the, the technical you know, ability to prove something, right? And, but can you really prove that? It's very, very hard, right? Um, to, to prove what you're saying. Uh, there are people that believe that everything was a mistake or shall I say it's all random and just yeah. subatomic particles and life is just like, there's no real meaning to life and we're just walking yeah. around here and it shit just happened, right? Yeah. And there's, a, and there's people who believe that, right? And they look at it, look at anyone who believes otherwise or people who are delusional and are manufacturing yeah. something in their mind, right? Yeah. But, but are they, are they, is that really a reasonable and scientifically astute way of looking at life or are they the ones that are delusional? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, is it reasonable to assume? Because listen, I, I people there are people out there that have had experiences that there there just isn't really a good uh, you know reason for scientifically. Right. There there people have experiences that just go beyond the everyday statistical probability. Right. Are mm -hmm. we to ignore that our experiences because it doesn't fit in? With mundane science, so we just pretend that that doesn't exist. If I give someone a reading and they don't believe in what I'm doing, but it's true, how far are they willing to go to make up a story of why it was true? Mm -hmm. How irrational are they willing to go? Mm -hmm. How much are they going to concoct, make up, and engage in hearsay in their own mind, you know, diverging off the path of proper skepticism? Right. Yeah. I think it's more logically reasonable to say that we come down here as souls and that we experience these lessons and we can't experience them all in one shot. Yep. I do too. I do too. It's really what I believe. So do you, so then I, I had, like I mentioned, I had a medium on who um, we're talking about spirit guides. And we also talked about how this exact thing that we, um, we incarnate on this, time space continuum of earth and we um have these lessons to learn and you keep coming back if you're not getting that lesson but then once you once you you know once you get the lesson then you move on to the next one and she was saying that she thinks there's like 10 kind of levels and then you kind of become a spirit guide or, or you're you're done with the lessons Tell me about what your belief system is around this, like why we come here and what does numerology tell us? So my belief system after studying a lot of this, I mean, you should look at my book collection. There's a lot of antiquarian books. There's books on everything you can imagine. Yeah. And um, uh, my, my reasoned belief system, um, which is sort of backed up by you know, thousands of years of spiritual teachings that seem to be quite similar at their core, ironically, right? Mm -hmm. When we, you know, move away with all the dogma, what is the essential beliefs? Yeah. Is that, is that we are infinite spiritual beings having this finite experience for a certain amount of time on earth where souls walking around in a body on a spinning planet, learning and evolving and growing um, as a soul and that um, it's a part of the evolution of the human race. And that we were having these experiences because it's teaching us certain things. Now, now, I don't say that just theoretically. My real life case studies over the past 25 years show that to be the most reasonable belief. Mm -hmm. Why? Because, because everyone is born with lessons. Everyone is born with these numbers that say, okay, this is where you're going to struggle. 
This is where you're going to have certain experiences. Now, I don't know every little detail of a person's life. Numerology doesn't, isn't a psychic thing where I know exactly what happened to you and exactly every moment of your life and who was involved with it. But there's enough information here that's identifying, if we're being fair about it, that describes certain dynamics that are unique to you, right? That, that tell us that you were born to have this lesson. Now, why? Why is that? Now, you can, you can get into these sort of philosophical questions, why that why it works. Uh, I, I think the, the reasonable belief is that, um, that your soul is ready to learn this lesson next. Mm-hmm. There might be some karma from a previous lifetime, right? Um, and, um, and so this is your next, your next journey, right? Yeah. And, and, and that is why these numbers do pertain to certain dynamics in your earlier childhood development, sort of dovetails into a little bit of quasi-psychology, yeah. right? All my readings are very psychological on that and very grounded in real. Yeah. There's, there, there's none of that new age stuff. I don't know any 10 planes of shit. I don't know any yeah. of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 know, I, know, I know what these numbers typically mean and I, then I have to combine them. It's like a puzzle. Oh and then, God. you know, and then, and then I, and then I start, I don't let people talk for like the first 30 minutes of a chart. You're not allowed to say anything because I'm not going to be influenced by anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then the question is how much are you reenacting your code, your lessons, and how much have you awoken out of it? Because some people might say, Oh, well, you know, if my numbers are just destined and, and I was supposed to go through all this, do I have any free will? You have all the free will in the world. Yeah. It's, this is yeah. just the setup. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying yeah. this is all like a TV show and, and it's like a reality right. show for God. God's so, reality show. So do you, so, um, do, are there a finite number of lessons to be learned and do I have the same kind of code as someone else or are we all unique? So we're all unique in the sense that, um, you know, there, there are double digit numbers that I use and there's typically six of them. Some people have five, depending on the length of the name. And so there's only so many combinations, but it's only happened once in 25 years did on the same day, did I do two charts that were exactly the same? Oh, wow. And they had very similar lives. The part that we, that makes things unique is that two people can have the exact same chart. And again, it's only happened once, you know, out, out of over 20,000 sessions that happened on the same day. Yeah. Right. So um, you can have the same chart, but you can be a, a, a different sex. You can be, uh, grew up in a different socioeconomic background. You can grow up in a different culture. All these things are going to be X factors that we have to take in consideration that are going to change things to a certain degree, right? Yeah. But those people both had similar careers and they both had similar lessons and similar relationships, but there were other differences because they were two different people living in, you know, two different age groups and two different so on and so forth, right? Now, do, do you, are the lessons changing through generations? Like, I mean, is this, do you think this is the way the world worked in caveman times and we're just gradually becoming more intelligent and going through yeah. these awakenings and becoming like, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's some truth that I never really thought about that, but I think there's some truth that we are evolving as a, as a species, right? And, um, and people today, you know, information you can get immediately, yeah. you know? And so because of that, um, I've noticed that people in the, you know, the younger generations tend to be more open to these things and uh, uh, tend to have sort of an understanding of life and a wisdom that sometimes scares me a little bit, like, holy shit, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the, at, 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 when I was that age, I, you know, I was running around, you know, going to the, the Roxbury Club and hanging out with Mark Wahlberg, yeah. getting on. <laughs> I like, I don't, you know what I mean? So I, I, I definitely was not, you know, right. And, and I think social media has been a positive and negative thing. I have mixed feelings about it. That's why I haven't done yeah. a lot of it. But, yeah. but um, uh, you know, I'm doing more now but it, uh, because of a book. But I, I, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think there's something to be said. I think we're evolving, you know. Yeah. Um, as a species, I also think that, you know, there is a part of, of the human race that's sort of devolving or going the other direction because of a fear of change. Yeah. So do you think then, does every individual, and I know we're going to go to my reading too, but is it one main lesson or is it many? Com- I mean, it's a combination. So typically there are three characteristic numbers that describe certain qualities. For example, let's say I call it your natural ability number. It might be talents that you were born with, that you got down, what drives you in life. I call it the inner drive number. It's kind of a motivating force and your, your personality number, which how people see you and how people, you know, uh, how you interact with others. They're very important. You can't do a chart really without those numbers. But the other three numbers, um, there is one number in the life path, as I called it, and then two numbers, typically depending on the chart and what I call the ultimate goal. Now, I'm going to tell you the secret that I found in my research that is a mind blower, okay? What I have found is those two numbers, sometimes one in the ultimate goal position, represents our deepest lessons in life. And they will relate to earlier childhood wounds, traumas, challenges, issues that you're destined to have. They might, be, they might connect to your parents because they're human beings and no matter how great they are. And other destined events that happen in your childhood, you will repeat those patterns, you will be sort of conditioned by those experiences, those wounds, those lessons, you will believe some distortions about yourself. Later on in life, you will attract people in relationships and stuff, even in your work, right? And you will, you will sort of, uh, these people will mirror your chart back to you. So they will actually represent your numbers back to you. This is, and, and, and I've seen this, you know, thousands of times, Sometimes you'll attract people that, that are doing what you're ultimately here to do. Sometimes you'll attract people that block you. Sometimes you'll attract people that actually make you trigger the same lessons you had in your childhood. And, and what I've learned is, is that the people that wake up out of the patterns and realize that they're attracting these Shakespearean dramas in their life and their relationships and mm-hmm. other factors and start to work on these lessons those same numbers, those same two numbers actually become our higher purpose of why we are here. The reason for our, our, our actual purpose and, and will actually manifest itself in their career later on in life. Wow. Do you think that there is any downside to getting all this information? Like, have you ever seen or could you fathom a situation where I don't know, this, like someone's on a certain path and then they're like, oh no, this isn't the lesson. Oh, I need to do things a different way. I don't know. Like, at what point do you, um, does the free will override? So these numbers are, are guideposts. Okay. There, 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 there's enough leeway in here. I don't, I don't get so specific where I say you have to become an electrician or you're screwing up your karma. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, um, 
the idea is not to pigeonhole people. Yeah. Yeah. It's more about bringing out aspects of yourself. Now there's various different ways you can do it. Right. And, and I say, here are some options or possibilities, but you know, you do what you want to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can't possibly know the exact, you know, direction to this, to such a specificity to every human being on earth. Right. Yeah. And um, so, um, but you have to understand something we will determine, and this is another aspect of numerology. That's really fascinating. There are numerological cycles. So every year we move into a new number temporarily and they work in cycles of nine years, right? So for example, 20, 2022 for you is a five year out of a nine year cycle. Now that has some basic meaning to it, right? But I go back in time to, to, to the years that reflect your lessons that I think are going to trigger your lessons more. And, and so again, you're going to find out and I'm going to find out, I'm going to ask you what's called targeted questions about those years. Now I'm asking you a question because I don't actually effing know exactly what yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm yeah. asking you, Yeah, but you're going to, you're going to know why I'm asking you those questions because yeah. you've already decoded those lessons prior to doing that. And then you, we are going to, based on facts, not hearsay, see what happened in your life during that time. And you are going to be able to trace, right? Historically, your growth into your numbers. And then, then we're going to talk about what's going on now and prepare for the influences coming up in 2023, but yeah. we're going to be aware and understanding yeah. about the trajectory of your chart. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. To, I'm going to open up the door and say, how can we, in, in a way that makes sense in your life, embody some of these characteristics, which we've already proven you played out in your life mm-hmm. in a positive, integrated, holistic manner. And yeah. that can be only empowering. And, and listen, everyone's on their own. You know, I've done this. So I've done this so many yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you have what, no idea. It's, what, it's, I know how to talk to people. It's an inspirational way. Even when I'm talking about deep issues, it's inspirational. The only case where I think this may not be good for somebody is if they are in, you know, in severe trauma right now. And they're in therapy and they can't listen to something that yeah. might have them look at something inside and they're not ready to hear it. Yeah. And in that yeah. case, I think they should, they should stick with therapy right now um, and, you know, and work through that before yeah. they hear these things. You know? what, what are your thoughts on troubled, lost souls? I mean, people out there that are doing really bad things. Like, is, how does numerology play a role into that? And why do you think those beings came here? Well, so tr- there's troubled lost souls. And then I think at some stage in my life, I think I was a troubled lost soul, but I didn't do anything bad with that, right? So I think all of us at certain times in our lives feel lost, right? And, um, and we're looking for answers. Yeah. And I think this system is a helpful um, guidepost to help fill in some of these questions they may have or help them to understand why they've gone through what they've gone through. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, it is, I want to make this clear. It is a healing modality. Yeah. This is healing work and it's, and it's, it's to heal your soul and to help you understand that it's okay that you went through these things because I was able to detect enough of that to show you that it was meant to happen. And it's up to you, you know, and, and we can inspire 
to, and I always talk about my shit in my readings all the time. I bring up stuff all the time. People know my dysfunctional Jewish upbringing with my Spock-like mother and how I was, you know, taken away from my birth mother at, at birth and how I had abandonment issues and, you know, and I didn't understand my mother growing up. And I, I've talked about that a million times. And was that all part of it? Was that your soul knew that you were going to be adopted, that knew your birth parents weren't ready for that? And like, was that all part of it, do you think? You, you, you'll see in my chart right? Some very, very deep-seated self-love, self-acceptance issues, right? And, um, and, and some abandonment as well, right? And, um, and, um, and you, you'll see that, right? Um, and one of those numbers, one of them, not all, one of them you have, right? So I'll talk about that later and I'll explain to you what I, how, how that it's different, but it's the same in other ways, okay? okay. So, so, um, uh, did, did I, can you look at my chart and say you were adopted? No, because it doesn't, it doesn't get into things like that, but it gets into the things that's more important. I might have some abandonment issues. I may feel like, you know, that I'm not unconditionally loved growing up. Right. And I might have difficulties around that in my relationships for the first part of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Now how that plays out, you know, we fill in, fill in the details. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but, but there's a purpose in that. Right. And if you look at the work I do now, because no one would know, you know, in my early mid 20s when I was playing in bands and I had long hair and I was looking at myself in the mirror all the time and wondering how someone could be that good looking. Right. (laughs) That, yeah, you know, um, because I kind of look like this Calvin Klein model in my early 20s. I had long hair and I think, thank God we didn't have Instagram back then. Oh, no. Disaster. (laughs) Complete disaster. So, Nobody known that during that, you know, later on in life, I would get into a healing profession, right? Yeah. But it was my wounds that provided that, that pathway, my own need to, to confront my own, you know, process. I've been in psychotherapy. I'm an advocate of psychotherapy, some of it, not all. And um, I have experience in that area as well from my own experiences. So yeah. you, you, it, it's like you know, there, there are troubled people and that's okay. It, I think it's troubling walking around on this spinning planet and dealing with all this craziness, particularly in the modern world. I think every, we're bombarded with shit all the time. Yeah. Frankly, it's a bit much. And I think numerology, this system of numerology I worked on, I think is very, very helpful to just say, hey, let's look at some bottom line lessons. Let's be able to detect if you're attracting your, your shtick. Yeah. Right? yeah. Let's be able to learn how to you know, change your viewpoint of it and do some healing. Right. And, and, and maybe suggest some other aspects or avenues of healing to, to go along as an adjunct. And let's start taking responsibility for these lessons mm-hmm. and then start turning them into higher purpose. Right. Because yeah. that's what it's all about. And I did with my wounds and you you have to, to a certain degree what you're doing and for no, no doubt about it. And other people can as well. And some miraculous things can happen. Yeah. I have success stories that are factual yeah. I have case studies, you know. Uh, yeah. And so, um, and people wouldn't come to me if it didn't, if it not only didn't work, but it wasn't helpful. And, and yeah. that's the name of the game. Troubled souls. I think we, I think being a human being is, is being a troubled soul to a certain degree, just because of all the challenges we deal with. But I think, in, you know, as far as people who do bad things, those are people who are deeply wounded. There might be some mental illness there. Um, they may have had acute trauma, Right. Um, they may have a lot of imbalances or contradictions in their numbers that may reflect that. Right. But, um, you know, that's just a part of life. There's a certain percentage of people who are going to have it 
you know, react very poorly mm-hmm. to their environment, you know, and, um, so can you, can you also tell an old soul when you do these readings, like do the lessons kind of get more profound or like, cause again, with the spirit guide reading, she was saying kind of the last lessons will be these very, like, I can't even remember the, what the specific lessons are, but that they do get progressively kind of bigger in a way. Um, I, I do think there, I have found um, that there are two numbers that I call the soul numbers that tend to go through deeper stuff, 45, nine and 57, 12, three. And when I see those numbers, I tend to bring it up. You happen to have one in your ultimate goal. You were 45, nine. And um, uh, uh, I'm not, I, I can't say for sure that if you have a very deep lesson life that that signifies it, it seems like a reasonable theory, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It seems reasonable to me. I don't, I can't confirm that, but I will say that there are certain lifetimes where, the, where a soul may have been around and it's ready for a doozy for, for greater growth. Because some people have these sort of lives that are just sort of, eh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I met my high school sweet, sweetheart. We got married. We had 2.5 kids. We have a white picket fence. Everything's great. You know, my parents were just sort of like there and kind of good. And, you know, and once in a while I get into a fight with my, with my, you know, mother-in-law, but I'm okay and everything's fine. And, you know, we go, there's some, you know, once in a while, a, a, a trouble or an issue, you know, the kids turn out pretty fine. If they, they don't, you know, that's fine. That's great. But uh, they may not evolve as much than people who go through some deeper stuff. There's more yeah. growth potential in that cycle. Yeah, certainly. How do you, I mean, I love that, that you call this a healing modality. And I, and I feel like this is something that um, listeners particularly are going to be curious about, but how can you share maybe like one or two examples of how you could use what you know about your chart to deal with things like anxiety and stress and depression yeah. and things like that? Yeah. So, so you have anxiety in your chart. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, you have two numbers, 13, four. So I'm going to give you a little preview that I'm going to okay. talk about. Okay. So, so one of them is in your life path, which is, a, which is one of the two lesson numbers. Remember where that's, there's one number in the life path and two in the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And you also have an additional 13, four in your inner drive. Okay. And so you have two of them. So one of the byproducts of having a 13, four is a predisposition to anxiety. So let me explain it to you to help you understand it. So when you have a 13-4, typically that relates to, if it's in the lesson part of the chart, right? In particular, it usually relates to a parent, right? Whose ability to deal with their emotional state was not stable, okay? They weren't good at it. And this created a sense of of anxiety as you internalize that, Mm. right? Now, Mm -hmm. if you could have healed and fixed that parent so that they didn't, you know, react that way, it would have been great, right? Um, But as a child, you're not, equipped to deal with those things. So what usually happens is, and particularly in your chart, is there's a lot of empathy and, and, and internalizing from other more so than the average person. So you're more of an empath. So you took that on. Then later on in life, we then project this unsafe, emotional, unstable situation onto life. Mm-hmm. And then we use something called coping mechanisms to deal with it. The coping mechanisms are usually um, over-analysis, 
okay, which you have in your chart, like, <laughs> yeah. like a motherfucker, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, over analysis, uh, sometimes over organizing, stabilizing, fixing, logistical problem solving, getting things, making sure everything works and stable and together as if you're waiting for a shoe to drop or the rug to be pulled from underneath you or the sky to fall at some point. And this can create a sense of, of um, survival mode from time to time. Now, it doesn't have to do literally with your actual existence, right? So you could have a very stable existence. Mm-hmm. You can be financially sound and stable. doesn't matter. has nothing to do with it. It's your perception, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I, what I would do is I go back and I discuss how you know, the relationship with that parent caused you to sort of internalize this dynamic and how we can better understand how we repeat that pattern. For example, if you attract people in your life that trigger that, right? It's mm-hmm. one way to look at that. People that you feel like you have to fix, stabilize, you know, make everything okay with, right? And that can be done with friends or significant other, or it could be family members, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how you need to step back from that and detach from that and not internalize that so much. You need to breathe, take mm-hmm. it step by step, not take on too much in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, know that if you don't get it done now, it's, it's, it'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's, there's a whole thing that we yeah. go through yeah. to help you understand this. And then also to understand why you attract certain people that can trigger that. Yeah. Right. You know, now there's, you also have a different kind of anxiety in your chart as well. Um, and that has to do with sort of letting go, but we'll get to that a little bit. In, yeah. In, you know, I bit. mean, are we ready to just kind of go into it? I feel like, or what, yeah. do you think there's anything else that you want to share or that you think is. Getting, a, getting, getting a session for me is, is in, it must, it must be, I mean, I forgot what it's like to be on the other side because it's been so, but, but it's a very fascinating journey into you. It's kind of like an old friend that knows your shit, right? And there's nothing to fear because, you know, I use a lot of humor. I make it even sometimes yeah. entertaining, yeah. loosen people up. And then the idea is, is telling you certain things about yourself without any input from you whatsoever. That for, for two reasons. One is it gives, gives credibility to the system that you didn't give me the information I ascertained it simply from the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And number two, um, it also um, helps me to, so if I get information from you, you might skew me in one direction or another. Mm-hmm. So I, I, if I stay focused on the numbers and what I know, I create a storyline. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I open up the door to where I think the possibilities are for you. But I'm always realistic about where you are. Yeah. So it's, ne- it's never too far away. Because there's always ways to, to, to integrate these numbers that make yeah. sense for you. Then I go back in time and then I ask you about these certain cycles, which I'm going to do with you shortly, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you see in real life how you've either recreated your code to what degree, and then we'll find out how much you've grown and evolved. You'll see it wow. just from your own life. And, and I think it's an extremely valuable exercise that I think is very healing sometimes mind-blowing and sometimes very like confirming yeah and it's the confirmation like this guy doesn't know shit about me but he was able to like detect all this stuff and it confirms that you are you are supposed to go through these things and you are on the right path or your instincts and where you think you should be going are are very much connected to your chart and that makes you feel so safe Mm-hmm. And, and like, there's an intelligence in this and that things are, aren't so random and there is a purpose and you are, have a special 
purpose in your life. And it, you are meant to go through these things. And that empowers you to get the most out of life and to change your life. And I think it's, I think personally, no matter how this sounds, I think it's one of the most powerful self-help tools in the world, in my view. Wow. I have to ask before we get into the reading, did yeah. Albert, did Albert Einstein get into any of this stuff? So I researched some quotes from Albert Einstein for my book. Oh, you did? Oh, I yeah. love it. Um, and, um, and it's interesting. Um, I, I say, I, I don't think I had any evidence that, that Einstein believed in numerology per se, right? Um, but I do have evidence that he believes in what I consider to be why numerology works. Mm -hmm. mm. And that is an, an intelligence in the universe. And he did believe in some sort of divine or God of some sort. Now, it might be a little bit of a different God than, you know, uh, mundane religion, you know, like an old man in a beard who lives in a cloud and starts, you know, saying, if, you know, you're a bad person, I'm going to punish you or something like that, right? Yeah. But, but he, he believed that this wasn't all a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And that there is some divine intelligence behind it. Yeah. And, uh, and when you, when you understand what he means by that is he used, you know, physics, right. And studying how the universe works to prove that it wasn't a mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's not a mistake, then why would our lives be a mistake? Right. If there's a mathematical, mathematical code to the universe, aren't we part of the universe? Yeah. If there's a code to our DNA and why we, we came out this way physically, why wouldn't there be a code to other aspects of who we are, the essence of who we are? It is the most logical, reasonable assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have one, I have one last question before we go into the reading. And because um, Einstein also talked about manifestation, right? And like the idea that our thoughts do become the things and events in our life. And, you know, thoughts are energy and, and it's, we're attracting things by the things that we think um, and by how we feel and all of that, you know, um, just the law of attraction. How do you see numerology playing into that, playing into the manifestation world? I think it's utterly essential for manifestation. Let me explain why. When The Secret came out back in the day, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea, which was basic, basically glorified positive thinking, and a yeah. lot of people hadn't been exposed to that, you know, it was sort of this secret. I mean, positive thinking wasn't a secret to me, but I, yeah. I know that yeah. for some people that opened up the door to a spiritual path, and that's, that's not a bad thing. But, um, uh, but understand this. If you have a, 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 a sort of a, a script going on in the background, that gives you distorted false beliefs about yourself. Yeah. You can think positively, but your subconscious mind still believes all of this nonsense about you. You're not pretty enough. You'll never have love. You know, um, you know, when you get to that point of success, you'll always sabotage it. People carry that stuff around them. Now they can think positively and maybe that has a, a more of a positive impact. You see, I've always believed that it, it didn't take long for me to, to, to understand the implications of this system. To me, it is the true secret because it is each one of us carries our own secret about ourselves, which is childhood conditioning, societal conditioning, right? 
Yeah. You know, the propaganda of, of, of our stages of development that makes us yeah. believe all these things about ourselves that are not true and gives us a false value system and distorts our life. The media does that and everything. It's all part of this fucking matrix that we live in, <laughs> right? So if you were to have your matrix exposed to you, what your true secret is that's unique to you, that you're here to awaken out of, to break that code, because that's we're here to break the code, actually. The code is given to us, and then it's the process of breaking the code that creates the growth, right? If you knew what that was, that could open up the door to completely changing your life because you know what your subconscious programming is as opposed to just having positive thinking. Mm -hmm. Then you could confront the true secret to your life and then have the free will to change it. Yeah. And so the... so we as so we we want to sometimes go through those traumatic challenging things to have the growth like do our souls know that is this all part yeah. of the ascension <laughs> absolutely if you did yeah. listen I, I, when you're dealing with some tough stuff and believe me in the last five years i've had very tough stuff okay i'm not going to convince you about it but i have right so here's the deal the soul, of course, knows that because if you're going to come here as a soul, again, what is most reasonable, right? You're coming here as a soul. You're, gonna, you're only here for a short period of time. Pain is inevitable at some point, right? Maybe you can learn to transcend pain, but pain is inevitable. As soon as you're born, you're born crying as you come out of the womb. You know, the parents are going to make mistakes, no matter how amazing they are. Some bad things are going to happen. It's going to, you're going to get screwed up in one way, but, but, but it's all part of the master plan because there's, no, if you didn't have challenges, you'd have nothing to learn. You, 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 there, yeah. there's, if you wouldn't come here. There'd be no purpose. There'd be no purpose in life. If there wasn't challenges for growth, we wouldn't grow. We wouldn't evolve. Right. Right. So it's all meant, it's all meant to be. And it's, and by the way, it's, isn't it the most reasonable belief system? Yeah. T tell me how that's not logical. I uh, know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's logical to me. I mean, yeah. it's, it's right. logical to me. Well, the, the, the numerology shows that gives some evidence. Again, I don't know every little detail, but it gives some evidence to prove that that logical assumption has some weight to it. Yeah. Or else it wouldn't work. Right. Don't you get what that means? Don't, don't, don't you see the, the, the implication that we're, it, all of our lives are here for a reason and we yeah. have a special purpose, all yeah. of us. Yeah. And it isn't a mistake. And this all isn't just some giant blow up of a couple of sub, you know, these subatomic particles and that everything in our life means nothing. It's bullshit. It, this proves that there's something more to our lives yeah. and that we have a purpose for being here. Yeah. And a journey. Yeah. So did we, did we start as an explosion of some particles? I guess this is a whole nother conversation, but. So I, I was coming, I did this show yeah. for History Channel years ago, which was yeah. kind of a lame thing I did. I don't know. It was about, I don't know. They had the History Channel. They flew me out to New York and they wanted me to decode the Statue of Liberty. And it was just kind of a goofy thing. And I, anyways, but I was coming back on the plane and I sat next to a scientist, right? And he worked, I think he worked in JPL labs here in, 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 uh, in LA, something like that. And um, he was a senior scientist. So we talked about, you know, the Big Bang Theory, right? And, and I said, oh, I, I think there's enough evidence that the Big Bang Theory, you know, has weight to it. I believe that 
I think scientists have proven something like that probably happened, right? To start, you know, the, you know, the, the universe, right? Mm-hmm. But I looked him straight in the eye and I asked him what existed prior to the Big Bang yeah. and what caused it and what was, what was manifestation before that. Yeah. And he froze. His brain broke. I broke his brain. He sat there. <laughs> I've never seen this before. The guy's face froze and his eyes stared like, like nobody was home. And he looked at me after about 10 seconds and it was very weird. And he said, I don't think we're ever going to know that. And I said, that's why you guys don't have it all down. Because it's not that I, I, I am a proponent of science yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. I don't deny things yeah. that are proven. Yeah. I just think that there's an agency behind that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in a place where these two things, the, the, the spiritual, the mystical, and the, and, 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 and the science interact. Yeah. And maybe both sides don't like that to some degree. I don't know. But I don't deny facts. Yeah. I'm, I'm fact, I do fact-based work. But I'm telling you, there are things that science has not been able to explain. I don't think they ever will. Right? And there's some people that, you know, they're flat earthers and you can never tell those people that the, the earth is round and you can't tell them shit, you know, and that's their reality. I mean, yeah. we live right now in a political world where people will, two people look at a tree and they see something that one sees a tree and one sees a dog and, and their reality is completely based on whatever they want to believe. Right. I mean, what's real anymore? Uh, I'll tell you what's real is you move it. You walk in front of a car that's going fast. You're going to get hit. That's real. That's science. Right. Mm-hmm. But I also think that numerology can help us give some guideposts to help us find what is real in our life so that we can negotiate this crazy world that we live in and find our path. And I don't know anything more valuable than that. I really, really don't. Hey, guys, it's Julia. I'm back again. Okay, this was when we transitioned over into my reading, which, again, I'm not going to share um, on the podcast, but... If you're interested in doing your own reading, we um, Josh is going to share how you can set up time with him. There's also tons of resources on numerology online if you want to explore this further. Or send me a DM and we can chat about um, my thoughts, my experience, and um, my own reading. Okay, so I am going to cut back over to Josh. This is after we had finished the two hour or so long reading, and he's going to share how you can connect with him directly. Okay, wait, Josh, I I don't want to take any more of your time. There's so much that I want to like take in and process on my own, but I want to make sure that people know how to reach you, what you said, you mentioned your book a few times. Let's talk about your book. How people well, I'm writing it now. Uh, it's oh. it's about halfway done, and um, okay. so I'm not ready. Just when 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 we're getting closer to that, we can talk about that then. Okay. Um, but uh, my my um, uh, my website's joshcode.com. So basically, yeah. the code that I've been working on for the last quarter century of my life, right? Joshcode.com, and people can book sessions on on my website, and um, uh, there's a scheduler, and you know, just like you would with any anyone else sessions, like yeah. they would with great work that you do. And, um, and, and look, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy this. I mean, it, yeah. it took some time, but you know what, yeah. just to let you know, I do this not for the money I do it because I love helping people and I love the transformational process. And I'm very, very, very patient and very loving and very yeah. supportive. 
Yeah. And, um, and I get people going in their life and I get them looking at stuff and moving past it, you know, but we do have to, it's okay to look at stuff that we don't want to look at. Yeah. If, it, 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 if you're done in a way that says that's okay, it's a part of our process. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I think, uh, I think we did that here and um, yeah, it's going to be a little, different. yeah, it's going to be a little bit different, you know, like uh, I don't know the person it's going to be a little bit more, you know, done in a certain way that I think is yeah. a little bit more effective than, than, than this way. This yeah. was a little, a little bit meandering, you know, because yeah. of the situation, but, um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, at some point I'm going to be writing more books and doing lectures and talks and traveling around doing that and doing less and less readings. So, um, because I've been doing it for 25 years. Josh, thank you so, so, so much. I'm going to put all that contact information in the show notes. And I just like really, 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 really appreciate it. I, this was a profound experience for me, for sure. So, so glad it was. and so glad to be of service for you. And so, so happy for you that you're on track. And for all of you still here listening, thank you for tuning in to another episode, sending you gratitude and love and light. And I hope you create a beautiful day, week, month for yourself. And I will talk to you soon.